Hello and welcome to Rose Tinted Review, the show where every week we pick something that we have a certain nostalgia for and revisit it and review it to find out if uh, our hindsight truly is 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. I am Connor O'Keen and joined by my good friend and co host, Michael Jobaz. Thank you for suggesting this episode or this movie. No this worries, dude. You're welcome. I was thrilled when I suggested it and your eyes lit up. I was like, hell yeah, dude, because we've never discussed this movie before. No, no, we've never talked about it. Keep in mind, we went to like film school together yeah. for like a couple of years yeah, yeah, yeah. and it never came up in conversation. Well, this is one of those movies that just kind of has that effect, I think. Like it's a it's a movie that exists and... and um like made enough of an impact to kind of, you know, uh, be somewhere in our, in our collective consciousness as 90s kids. That's right. Um, but not enough for, for, for it to be like a common talking point when you talk about like favourite movies as a kid or whatever. I think it's also just because it's not a franchise. There's just the one movie. Yeah. So like obviously like Star Wars comes up, Aliens come up, mm-hmm. Terminator, all of these like the really big ones mm. that would obviously be stupid not to get to at some point. Mm-hmm. But that's like... So one of the reasons I wanted to do this show was that it's those things that you have so many like oh favorite movies and favorite movies that you mm. like forget all those other ones that yeah. you still love yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. just because you love Star Wars doesn't mean that you can't absolutely love something else yeah. but you just forget about it because it's like just not it's like hasn't the nothing's come out about yeah, it for a long it, time so it just for whatever sort of, reason it hasn't um, it just sort of disappears until yeah. someone brings it up and then yeah. it's just that moment of like oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that man that was yeah, the best yeah. I remember watching that as a kid those like sleeper agent moments where someone yeah mentions a mentions a particular movie and you go all fucking mentoring candidate on them and you're like yeah. you know not without the violence and anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, how long ago did you watch this flick? Oh, man, like probably nearly 10 years. Wow. I think. I, I went back and revisited it with uh, a, a girlfriend at the time uh, like three years ago, I want to say, two, three years ago, um, and had a, had, a, had a blast with it. But, again, for some reason it, it, it doesn't stick in your head. Like, mm. spoilers, I had a really good time watching it uh, this time as well, <laughs> but, but last time I, I was like, wow, that was great. Oh, man, that was as, as good as I remember. And then just you forget about it. It's yeah. like, and then it's, it's like, just like, oh, that was really enjoyable. I loved it. Yeah. Gone forever. I yeah. won't keep it's, thinking about it's it. It's like being an adult in a Stephen King book. Like you, you, <laughs> you just forget all the magic. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd say Lion King was one where it's like you, you watch it and it's so like emotionally effective mm. that I just kept thinking about it for like days and days yeah. coming up to recording about yeah. it. Like, and yeah, this one, oh, it's, it's great. I, I think I played with the toys before I ever saw the original movie. Really? My friend had a Chip Hazard toy. <laughs> and cool. It was so freaking awesome. I re- like I just remember that thinking like he looks so freaking cool yeah. and he had a little button on his like rem- uh, walkie-talkie thing mm. on his shoulder and you like pressed it and he talked. Yeah. Um that's really cool. I um I this uh you spoke about The Lion King being the first movie you saw in cinemas as a kid. This definitely wasn't the first movie I saw in cinemas, but it's one of the earliest movies I remember watching in the cinemas, my dad taking me to, to see it in cinemas. Um, in fact, today before I was leaving, I was like, oh, I just rewatched um Small Soldiers for this podcast. And I was like, do you remember that movie? And he's like, yeah. Is it any good? I'm like, oh, you'll have to listen to the podcast, Dad. Yeah, and find out. He's like, I'm not doing that, son. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's good. Um, so Small Soldiers, for anyone who isn't in the know, um, it's a 1998 uh, American sci-fi kind of kids flick um, directed by Joe Dante, starring Kirsten Dunst and Gregory Smith. Oh, my God. He's really done his research. Yeah, dude. And uh, the voices of Frank 
Langella, Langella. I don't know how to pronounce his, his uh, surname. And, and T-L-J, Tommy Lee Jones, dude. How That's sick right. is that? Um, he is, yeah, like just the best. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because Chip Hazard's design look, it's very Arnold inspired. Yes. It's like a mixture of like Commando and then also you get like the Terminator vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, no, his voice, like once you hear Tommy Lee Jones's voice, you're just like that. That's Chip Hazard. That, that is it. Yeah, totally. And, and I can't he's imagine anything chewing else. up the scenery the whole time. It's exactly. fucking wonderful. Um, uh, movie revolves around a conflict between two factions of sentient action figures, the Gorgonites and the Commando Elite. Um, so with that, this, the, I feel like we I can think that's keep, get the, into it. It has such a good premise. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny one because it's not solely original by any means. It feels very inspired by like kids' movies and the sort of actiony adventure yeah. movies of the eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of those vibes in it, but like you've got elements of um, Toy Story is obviously the biggest one. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's like a, a just an obvious one, but it's the premise is basically what if like GI Joes came to life? Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like a, a and. Um, It being a Joe Dante film, um, he he almost like rips himself off to a degree. Like there are all these all these actors that, that we'll we'll talk about as as they kind of come up as we go through it. But there are actors from his his uh, previous films, uh, Gremlins in particular and Gremlins Two, coming back in in like cameo roles, and um, it it feels like uh like his response to um movies like Toy Story and like Disney becoming like more and more powerful. Yeah, well, sort of like that's what Gremlins 2 was that response yeah, to his a, own movie. Like it's a yeah, parody yeah, of yeah. the first one. Well, it was a, it was a response to, it, it was a, it was him having fun with the, like just going, all right, you want a sequel? We're doing it my way. Um, yeah. And then also holding a mirror up to where the country was at that point in terms of like excess. And yeah. um, obviously I've got it written down that, yeah, it's got, it's like Gremlins. Um, very much in sort of the spirit, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, they're these little toys, mm-hmm. sort of, and they're up to mischief, sort of like the gremlins are. There's like yeah. that little hint of danger, yeah, and obviously like there's the, the the callback. And these are your individual secret passwords. Please take a moment to memorize them now. <laughs> Mine's Gizmo. I said secret. Yeah, the password that um, that, that I I'd, I'd completely forgotten that that gag. So when I heard that, I, my 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 eyes lit in up. In the same way that it's got a sort of a, just the sort of same like ah, oh, kids or teenagers, the adventurous sort of spirit of Gremlins. It's a uh, sort of Jumanji ish in vibes as well. Yeah, yeah. Where it almost like it starts out and it's like oh we've got a we got to like, oh, my, I'm going to get in trouble from my parents yes. if they find out. And then eventually like the adults can, they're like, oh, we need the adults help. And then the adults join in. Yep. Um, have you seen War Games? I have not, no. That's like an early one from the 80s. And it, it reminds me of that because it's a it's this kid who is using really, really early internet. Like when the modem is like you have to put the phone handset on like a right. different receiver that plugs wow. into your computer and yep. he dials in and he's like looking for pirated games. And he comes across, he like hacks into the, like the US military's website and he finds a war game that he's like playing against this like supercomputer. Uh, and he cool. doesn't realize that the like the AI that he's playing against is like this nuclear war game, but it's actually 
it's like not a simulation. There's like a real computer that's like almost going to shoot missiles wow. and stuff. So just the that sort of vibe where it's they're using, um, as you say, um, they were designed for the Department of Defense. You put munitions, chips, and toys. It's that same thing of like, oh, military stuff, and you think it's a toy, but it isn't. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's also like Home Alone-ish as well. Yeah, it, it yeah. Both in the way that the 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 Commando Elite kind of Home Alone their own weapons, and yep. then they're fighting against those weapons with their own sort of Home Alone-ish. Yeah, totally. Antics. It, it feels like um uh when when Gremlins came out in '84, uh, Leonard Moulton, who uh, did not like the movie, described it as uh, "It's a wonderful my- It's a wonderful life meets the Blob," and this <laughs> and this kind of feels like an update on that that shtick. Like not so much the Blob, but um the like the same kind of like small American town, like small American neighborhood, um but updated. Like instead of it being like the '80s and you know everyone knows each other and you know everyone knows their neighbors and you might not like all your neighbors. Like they've got the Mrs. Mrs. Glick, I think is the the old lady who's like awful in the neighborhood. Um, whereas in this one, it's like, feels like a response to the idea that like, all right, you'll still know your neighbors, but you hate them. Like you, you hate your neighbor. <laughs> he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a twat. He's got all this, all this, um, uh, like Techno, newfangled, newfangled yeah, technology, stuff. um, uh, is, is just consuming, like consumerism is, is just running rampant. Um, and, and corporations can pretty much like, do appalling shit and get away with it, which they do. Spoilers. They completely get away with it. Sort of in a funny way because it's this like military company coming in and being like, I'm going to like cut the toy company's lunch. Oh, I mean, it's hilarious from the start. The the Globotech um, like infomercial at the start that opens it. It's almost like Robocopy vibes of um, like news report parody for the Globotech stuff. What if these toys actually could talk? What if they could walk? What if they could actually kick ass? But not just that. that. Forget about this battery's not included crap. We're going to stick in a lifetime Globotech lithium cell. Keep these things running forever. Don't piss off the guys that have ready. Yeah, it's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, and yeah, it's just totally. That, they take, it's just they take silly... so many swipes at, like, toy companies and Disney. Like, yeah. there's, there's a couple of few little, like, the underhanded jabs at Disney in this movie, which I think is funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's that, um, that like, kids' movie logic of stuff of, like, oh, man, it sucks having to, like, put new batteries in my Game Boy. Wouldn't it just be cool? Like, they totally had the technology of, like, never running out batteries. They just yeah. won't release them to the public because <laughs> then they'd never make any more money again. Yeah. And that's how, like, capitalism works. Mm. They, they've just got the power. They just don't want to give it to us. But then they give it to us and, and you get attacked by Chip Hazard, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, careful what you wish for, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I love that line uh, as, that, as that character. I've forgotten his name. The, um, the Globotech guy. We'll is, call him Mr. Globotech. Mr. As Mr. Globotech is is saying, you know, we're going to put these chips in the in the uh, or these batteries in the um things. He it does a really good job of doing what um what Dante does in Gremlins and in, in Gremlins Two parodies this the like establishing the rules for mm. these uh, creatures. Yeah, that's, it's a nice little. It's, it's a real um, easy way to go. Okay, so they they can't run out of batteries. It's not a case of let's just wait this out. They will not. You know, they won't just die on them. Their yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. Um. And, and establishes the the like the EMP thing later. I think that's really cool. Um, that is very cool. But I think the most important thing go. is that this is a movie about toys. Mm. And like I said, I played with the toys. You did. You I did. I played with the toys myself. Yeah. And that's really the like the most important thing. And the great thing about the premise is that 
they will like the movie is the commercial for the product. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I was I was um hey, nice. And is on Monday that Monday morning in 0900 hours, 250,000 commandos and 250,000 gorgonites will fight side by side with children everywhere trying to separate mommy and daddy from the money in their wallets. But wait for it. Mm-hmm. Here comes the important part. Now listen to this. Thanks to over 100 merchandise licensees for the next two months, you won't be able to turn on a TV, board a bus, open a lunchbox, or put on your own underwear without seeing the Gorgonites waging war with the commando elite. You hear that? It's mm. business 101. Slap it on a lunchbox. Yeah. Hey, that's what we, you're gonna... we talked about lunchboxes last week, dude. That's that's the big money. <laughs> Forget about selling the toys as action figures. Lunchbox money. Printing those action figures on lunchbox. Yeah. That's where the real money is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it feels, again, it feels like, uh, I, I should say, um, as as the, the uh, this movie was opening, the opening credits were, were playing, I was like, Oh man, I'm I'm so excited to to get stuck into this. It it oozes charm. It's so so very '90s, um from like from the get go. Um, I want to see like how did this thing do? Because it's worth remembering like a lot of these movies when we would would have seen them and formed that attachment to them, we didn't have the internet to look up and go. Absolutely, you know, I didn't, um, when I you know, is this movie any good? When I finally saw it, I think. It was like probably during like a school holidays and mm. it was like during the school holidays, we got to go to the video store yeah. and like our local video store was like a dozen like videotape, like the weekly rentals. Yeah. It was like, we didn't get the overnighters that were the new movies. No, we could get no, the no, old no. ones. It's like, oh yeah, a dozen weeklies for like seven bucks, exactly. eight bucks. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like, I was probably, it was probably like four or five years after the movie came out. I was probably yeah. like more like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. by the time I, I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, yeah, it's just like you have no concept. Uh, you just remember like I see, I've seen the toy, yeah, and that yeah, was cool, and yeah. I like I know of it, and yeah, there's no like, oh, that was a flop that that totally. did well. Well, I mean, this movie, looking it up, uh, currently at time recording, based on 44 reviews, has a 48 percent rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof! What the hell, man? That's a Critical sens- uh, consensus states uh, Small Soldiers has plenty of visual razzle dazzle. But the rote story uh, proves disappointingly deficient in director Joe Dante's trademark spirit, which I gotta say I disagree. I can see where they're coming from. I have I have a little bit of notes on that. Okay, I think that it's got a great premise. We discussed about the toys coming to life. Yeah, that stuff's great. I think the first act establishing the the kid yeah. character, yeah. the like. Every every boy Joe Blow yeah kid. yeah 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 I think that takes ages it's a little bit slow I think there's some some plot elements that are sort of maybe in there from like earlier drafts that sort of got changed yeah I think um it's um, it just because it just takes a very long time to get to that setup like it takes so long setting up like oh now we've got now now there's like danger and mm. the the little marines are attacking us and stuff mm-hmm. um. Like, so we learn that this kid, I don't even care what his name is. I don't remember. Uh, oh, shit. Alan. Alan. Yeah. I remember just like in Jumanji. Yeah. Alan Parrish. Oh, shit. So he works at his dad's toy store uh-huh. that all the kids don't want to shop at in the neighborhood because they go, no, they have never have any good toys in there. Yeah. But then we also learn that they've only just moved there because he got kicked out of school. 
So it's weird that there's this like, oh, he's the new kid and, and Kirsten Dunst meets him and she's like, Oh, you're Alan Abernathy. You moved into the house behind mine. I've heard about you. Yeah. But then we've got this toy store that's like, oh man, this sucks. And he's like, By the time he gets back, they'll all be sold. And this place will have made a little money for once. What do you mean for a change? You just moved to this town. Like, yeah, that's that a little is, bit of a disconnect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel is, like they could have like more quickly and easily established like the important thing is there's distrust between the parents and the son so that mm. they won't believe him straight away because mm. they see that like they see him as like a a uh Well, they don't trust their kid. He's uh, a fuck up. Yeah. For for lack of a better word. Yeah. Two two schools as we learned that he actually got kicked out of. That's, yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. He seems like a pretty tame kid for someone that got kicked out of two schools. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that he's, he's a pretty bland character. His performance is, I think, pretty decent in the way that he's a kid talking to like little action figures and you believe that- Absolutely. He's talking to someone and yeah. not just a prop. Yeah. But he's not very charismatic compared to like Kirsten Dunst that you can see that like- Talent, yeah, sort of, totally, yeah. You, you're like, through. you're like this. This dame's gonna end up in Spider Man. Um, I think it's uh, so. And Jumanji, and Jumanji. Sorry. Um, uh, with the with regards to the um the comment about uh it being deficient in in Joe Dante's trademark spirit, I think this. I I disagree with that. I don't, I think there's plenty of stuff in the movie that doesn't kind of hold up very well mm. i think most of it is around that the like the kid being this average joe yeah. thing um but i think like the kind of sardonic humor that that and, and yeah. kind of um uh yeah that that kind of sense of humor is still is still very much like permeates that 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 film and and the script totally but i think it does the- too i think it just like it really starts to that humor starts to shine when we get into the like action set exactly. pieces, yeah, and yeah. it just takes a bit too long. And there's I mean, also, you look at the credits. I think the other thing that drags a little bit is that there's a little bit of like a Toy Story rule still in there, where it's like, oh, the adults can't see us like being toys, so they're like, they mm. oh, like they can't see us being alive. Yeah. So whenever the adults are around, like they kind of have to pretend that yeah. they're still toys. Yeah. Um, but that's like. It kind of feels neither here nor there. Like the kid, when he first walks into the back room and sees them, he's yeah. like, Civilians, declare your allegiance. <laughs> like they're fighting in front of that kid, but then when they the older kids go in to look, they can't see him. Yeah. And then like later on when the kids start seeing them, the adults, they won't do it in front of the adults. Yeah. They have to like drug the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That, that was yeah, really great good. bit. Good stuff. Um, I think the you look at the credits and there were like five writers on this thing, and in terms of the production, it started out they uh, they wanted uh, Dante to direct a like a an edgy teen uh, sci-fi action flick. Yep. Um, but then a bunch of brands kind of sponsors got involved and that flew out the window. Studio and they wanted notes. it to they, yeah they wanted it to become more tame and stuff, but. It was kind of in this place where a lot of the the more edgy uh, elements were already in place. It was too late to 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 you know back out on those. So you do end up with this thing that's like part um, mature, like teen kind of action flick by way with with like a gremlin sensibility and part goosebumps episode. Yeah. Like all of the the stuff with him being like. Oh jeez, and 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 like pining after Kirsten Dunst uh, is um is, is weird. Older, Doesn't uh, the the men. like you know you're not like other girls. That line oh, is that is the one oh. line in that movie that that really like has not aged well. Yeah, <laughs> that's like my inner like SJW 
is like creeping out when I hear um, the the little brother's like, oh, but but the but mum and dad buy you all the Wendy dolls, and she's like, shut the fuck up yeah. about that. But then later on in the movie. She's like, I hated that. I always yeah, hated these things. Yeah, and it's I was like, like, they almost had to add that no, in because it's like, didn't. she's a cool chick because yeah, she likes, yeah. um, what, who is Led it? Zep- the, um, she likes Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And she hates that all in the family or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, you're not like other girls. And they were like, oh, there's no, just, we need to make her that she hates Barbies. Because, yeah, it's just, Because we already established that she's a cool chick yeah, that likes cool boy stuff. It smacks of of, of, rewrite, of rewrite Central. Mm. Um, and there are a few points in the movie where I find myself going, how old is this kid? How old are these kids? Because there's like there's the the scene later on where um they're like flirting over the phone. Yeah, and he's like I'd do anything for you, and like it's, it's yeah. And she's like Alan, I only date older guys. And I'm yeah, officially I only dating. date older men. How old are you, dude? Yeah. And- anyway. Officially, I'm going out with Brad. Yeah, and he's like, "What about unofficially?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, speaking of Chad Boyf on a motorbike, uh, riddled with with like '90s stereotypes, yeah, character 100%. stereotypes. Even the kid from himself, the like, yeah, he's got he's wearing flannelette shirt. He's got the parted hair, part in the middle, down the middle, man. Yeah, and like I said, like, I think he's kid. His character's fairly weak. When I saw it as a kid, it didn't matter because that's what I associated with. I was just like, that, yeah. oh man. I wish Kirsten Dunst would walk into my dad's toy store <laughs> and then I could have like a crush on her. Yeah, right. Because I've got no self-esteem and I don't know how to talk to girls. <laughs> but now, oh, now that fuck. I'm a, a big grown man. Now I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> and you watch it and you go, eh. Yeah, it's pretty. Like, yeah, then the her starting the Was romance it- between them, it, it kind of feels out of nowhere. Like yeah. he's not doing anything in particular. No, there's literally, I mean. Like, justifies her like falling in love with yeah, him and just yeah. deciding to like d- dump the other guy. Yeah. Besides the fact that he like ran off and didn't save her from the mutilated Barbie dolls. Oh, look, a man. Ali. Such nice broad shoulders. Do you work out? What's your sign, big boy? Which is like. He was set on fire. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a, just a clean cut. Like, oh, he was a piece of shit and cut and run. Yeah. Like, you no, you know, I think he made a decision enough. in the moment. He 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 went. No, this is a, a toxic situation. I need to remove myself from. My, this, you are so valid, <laughs> right? You can tell Al- Alpha Chad on motorbike. You are so valid. You can tell he's an idiot because his pants get lit on fire, and instead of just like stop, drop, and rolling, yeah, he takes his pants off, yeah. Like decides to take them off and leave them on the front door. Yeah, yeah, step. yeah, yeah. But they, the flame goes out as he's taking them off. Yeah, and then he just runs down the street in his underwear. No, his pants are a liability at this point. Doesn't even take his motorbike with him. He's like, I don't want to take no, no chances. These pants have previously never burst into flames, but now I don't know what to believe. I'm pantsless, and that's how we know that he is w- worthless boyfriend that doesn't appreciate. <laughs> How much of a not like other girls kind yeah, of girl she is? Exactly. All right. So let's 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 kind of. I just wanted to say from- one other thing that I thought was a little bit inconsistent. I got confused when she first meets him. She says that like that their houses like back against one another. Yeah, but, but they're then like when next the, to each when other. When he's cutting the tree down, the the yeah. the father of the. Of Kirsten Dunst is cutting the tree down. Their houses are right next to each other. Yeah, it's so strange. Got, the the geography of me. the of that scene is is weird. Yeah. Um. So we meet we meet little boy, and then we meet uh Dick Miller playing playing Joe the truck driver. It's great. He's so good. He's basically just playing his character from Gremlins again, <laughs> um, which is like more than welcome. 
Um, he he has such a warm uh, presence, like this warm like character actor yeah. trait that I don't know. Do we do we still get that? Are there are there? Do we see character actors in in like Hollywood flicks? uh, I feel like the answer is yes, but I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. I would love to. I would love to be sent some some examples of like these sort of dudes still still kicking it. Um, Because there's that that wonderful line where the the kid's saying, you know, oh, I could like take some of these and sell them and then give you the money. Uh, He's like, I don't like your tone. Sorry, it's too loud. It's like, yeah, dude, you're sick, cunt. And also when he says... Pretty soon everything in the world is going to be owned by one giant corporation. I got a big laugh from my wife. Disney, dude. They're taking... Sw- dude, small soldiers predicted Disney I know. owning everything. Also Amazon. And Amazon. But it was a swipe at Disney yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, nobody could have uh, predicted the um, Dragon Horde level <laughs> riches that... that um, uh, what's his name? Bezos. Uh, yes, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is going to accumulate... When we finally we we finally get a, a glimpse at the the dolls in action, I finally get to hear, oh, hit hit. Major Chip Hazard reporting oh, for duty, there sir. It is. Tommy Lee Jones just chewing the scenery, dude. Yeah. What's he say? Um, when when the kid like stumbles upon him like fighting each other in the in the shelf shelving unit, he's like, "Meet death with honor, coward." There you are. So he has cool. so many good lines that are just like little little parodies of like famous war lines. Yeah, and stuff. totally. Don't fire till you see the whites of his eyes. So cool. I think one of the the strong the strong suits that still holds up is their designs are awesome. Yeah, Stan Winston. No way. Was responsible for those. Are yep. you kidding yep. me? Yep. Stan How did Winston's I miss that from the animatronics credits? Hold up, amazing. Well, the animatronics hold up. I'd like, say that, that not is, aged a day. That is the the top. That's the best stuff. Is when they're animatronics. Yeah, that absolutely. Is so awesome. The CG. That level. Of animatronics, I remember like watching the movie and you like knowing from toys at the time, like we had Furbies come out that yeah. were like, oh man, it like yeah. it, it doesn't just talk. Like the couple of lines that it has, yeah. it'll like it's it'll learning. learn and it'll <laughs> it'll record other things. And so as a kid, you see this in the movie and you think like this is this is possible in the foreseeable future. Totally. Like your little child lizard brain <laughs> believes that that could be possible. Your smooth brain from the from those um those beautiful beautiful animatronics yeah totally it's also watching chip hazard talk in that like the real close-ups the hero shots with the puppet mm-hmm. i get like team america like vibes ah, absolutely like for sure for that's sure. probably like what insp- like was it an inspiration for there yep yep look yeah, o- yeah obviously yeah. it was the big thing was thunderbirds but mm. yeah i can imagine that um yeah. the apparently the the um the plan was to use mostly animatronics, was yep. to use animatronics as much as they could. Um, but it ends up being, uh, uh, Joe Dante has commented CG. that it's about, yeah, a third animatronics, two-thirds CG, just yeah. because the CG was cheaper um, and, and easier to Yeah, and that's get the done. part that obviously doesn't hold up yeah. super well. Yeah. But I was thinking but about as far it. As, as far as 90s CG goes. Yeah, exactly. It's not a dumpster fire. No, not at all. It It's sort of weird because... The the strength of like CG from the nineties was um like things always kind of looked plasticky. It didn't mm. look real. So like deciding to do them toys as CG is like oh that like those textures will like be complementary. Yeah, and it does work. And and the like the, the very very um like simplified lighting. There's mm. not very like detailed shadows and all this like glossy this and that. Um and like. Some of the shots look a lot better than others, mm-hmm. 
um, and it sort of works. But what I was thinking about more was that I think it's actually, like you said, like, yeah, it's not as that bad when you look at other, like, things from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's still obvious, but I think they were very clever in, what do you call it, composited, compositing them into the scenes. Mm-hmm. They There's not those really weird moments of, like, a character picking it up and, like, there's a CG animated thing in the person's hand yeah, and they're kind of, like, yeah. wriggling and pretending that it's struggling or something like that. Like, yeah. whenever they interact with humans... It's, it's very seamless mm-hmm. and they don't look like they're sort of floating not quite deep enough into the No, like, they're into composited the really nicely. Um, like a uh, little very far into the end of the movie, but something that comes to mind is when uh, Alan's hanging from the electrical pole mm-hmm. and Chip Hazard stabs him with like the little... Um, little dagger. Yeah, the little... They're like the, the razor blade off of those little um, arts, like those fine... Ah, oh, oh, that's cute. Yeah. I didn't notice that. And it's like, oh, that looked really good when he mm. stabs him through the rubber glove. Mm. Again, it's like, makes sense he's wearing a rubber glove because he's up in a big electrical mm-hmm. wires, but that that rubber glove texture also helps yeah, like, yep. compositing better than yep. just with skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like uh, at the start of the movie when he's talking with Joe, the exposition kind of... Uh, quite necessary exposition dump is delivered quite cleanly. Mm. Um, And then later on, when you're hearing more about the kid's backstory, as he's talking to cousin Dunst, that's where it starts to fall apart. And that's where I feel like the, that's when it it goes into like rewrite. Yeah. I think so. Like we were talking about the Lion King having such a long first act, but it's all of the build up to Mufasa. It's not boring. And it really, really like when it, it pays off really well. Yeah, and it, the, it shows the, the payoff tell. of like we just want to get to the soldiers fighting and yeah. seeing toys attacking people. Yeah, and we don't. The payoff can still be that as good as it is without mm-hmm. all of that extra stuff. Like it takes nearly like fifty minutes or like an hour into the movie until they're actually shit gets like, like real. Yeah, open openly attacking yeah. them and building all these cool little weapons mm-hmm. out of stuff from the garage and yeah. stuff, which yeah. is just awesome. Wonderful. Repurposing um, nail guns, and, yeah, and uh, shooting. Oh, the art department must have just had oh, a man. field day. Yeah, um, they look like sort of like um, some of the vehicles that they're driving on look like uh, Meccano. Yes, with with like like yeah, electrical little engines yeah. that move the wheels and stuff that you would like could buy and build as kits, yeah. but they've just built them and slapped like a CD launcher on them and they light the oh, CDs on oh. fire and shoot them. Firing, they're firing CDs, flaming CDs from a toaster. Yeah, in that one scene, it's ridiculously cool. Um, I feel like uh, something that often gets in the way of these, like, um, even small scale like creature feature kind of movies, um, as the the human characters are always like not that compelling or not that interesting or not that well written or not that likable. But I think this movie benefits from having all of the adult characters. Yeah, I was going to say really they're, good. Their Phil parents Hartman's, are so good, and the neighbor uh, Phil Hartman's character, um, Phil Fimple. Uh, is uh, or was it Fred Fimple? I can't remember. I don't Mr. remember Fimple. either. But well, he Phil is, Hartman, he's it, classic like asshole oh, neighbor. Oh, so he also good. is the same asshole neighbor in Jingle All the Way. Oh, he is too. They're trying to hit on yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's yes. wife. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, his last film, the film was dedicated to to his memory. Um, because this was his last flick. 
Really? Um, yeah, he was oh. murdered by his wife. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, very unfortunate. Jesus Christ. That, uh-huh. that took a dark turn. I know. I, uh, we won't, I, won't, I won't re- I wasn't re- expecting uh, that. No, I won't um, go into that. This is why I don't hey, research Wikipedia is your friend, on, on Wikipedia and IMDb. <laughs> I just watched the movie um, come into a pure. Uh, I think the soundtrack's uh, really good. The the sequence um, where uh, Alan's in his room and um, uh, Archer is starting to like talk and like you know what's he called like Alan shut up and and stuff yeah. like that is really fun. The 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 soundtrack is kind of full of whimsy and, and all that good shit. Greetings, I am Archer, emissary of the Gorgonites. Yeah, cute. I love the classic um, almost trope of. Um, not just 90 mo- 90s movies, but the fish out of water, like, oh, let's have a scene where they learn about Earth montage. Yeah. And in this, there isn't the internet yet, so it's in Carter. That's right. Yeah, wow. Oh, so cool. And I think that's also sort of somewhere where the 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 plot is a little bit sort of skin deep. It's this like, oh my god, he's learning. Oh, mm. look at all these wars and terrible things that has happened. Mm. But it doesn't really affect him. Yeah, he doesn't have a reaction to it of being like, oh no, I thought I liked humans, but humans are bad. Yeah, totally. humans are just as bad as the commando elite or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely nothing. All we get at the end is a picture of scenery. Yeah. And he thinks that's Gorgon, mm. so we need to get there. Yeah, exactly. And I think he that's just kind of forgets all the like the uh, colonial atrocities <laughs> yeah. and war crimes and all and that. Just fun being stuff. like, oh man, yeah, dang, Look that at- looks like Gorgon. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's another thing where, <laughs> but I guess they kind of explain that in the way that like uh, they can't, like they are hard coded to, you know, they're programmed to hide and they're programmed to yeah. find their home. I think that's and stuff. A little bit of the part where the exposition dumps get a little bit. Funny is when the the creators of the toys go to the the uh, whatever uh, the, Robert Picardo's character, yeah, go yeah. to um the essentially like the the guy who made the chips, like yeah, the the, the chip manufacturers, the yeah. electronics department, and he's like the X one thousand worked out better than you dreamed, didn't they? Then when he's giving all the rules of those, it's a little bit like fantasy, not really in to- re- real computer logic. It's just like whatever their primary. Um, their primary uh, programming is every th- they learn based on that yeah. one thing alone. Yeah, and oh, their weakness. Oh, it's well, it's EMPs because they didn't have any EMP shielding. And you're like, bitch, I know EMP stuff. All electronics aren't like aren't immune to EMP. Like that basically, it that just fries all electronics basically. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, of course that would be. It's it's like yeah, that makes sense as a weakness, but it's sort of. I don't know. It's just delivered in a way where you're like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, this could is be... this is us watching this as as adults who totally as a kid you're like, oh man, he's just you know eating Maltesers and fucking putting up your nose and shit. Um, uh, I, I like that that cameo um performance from from Robert Picardo as well. Um, he was in Gremlins Two, uh, the new batch. He was the like kind of dickhead. Um. Uh, boss in the office building that, uh, yeah. that he's working in. Um, uh, I feel like we ha- we haven't talked about the 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 soldiers. No. Once we meet the soldiers, this is where we kind of meet the soldiers and the and the Gorgonites. Um, in that sequence where uh, uh, Chip like breaks the other the other um commando elite out, yeah, and they have like the the he addresses them all. 
tail now, soldiers! Twitch me hook, sniper. Lethal from any distance, sir. Good to have you aboard. Dick Nitro, demolition is my mission. Served with your father. He's a good man. Brick Bazooka, artillery, ready to go full bore, sir! Save it for the enemy. Link static, communications, awaiting dispatch of orders, sir. Double up on your rations, Sparky. Kip Killigan, covert insurgent, sharp as a razor, sir. So good. Um, so excluding uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Bruce Dern, the Commando Elite are voiced by cast members of The Dirty Dozen. The, oh, no way. Yeah, the 1967 war film. That's freaking cool. Yeah, dude. And the Gorgons, uh, except for uh, Jim Cummings and Frank, uh, what's his face, um, are all Spinal Tap members. Oh, man. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. You even hear, um, I think, because uh, a lot of the Spinal Tap members uh, ended up working on The Simpsons. Um, and oh, yeah. doing some voice work on The Simpsons. You, you, there's one point where the later in the film where Alan finds uh, Frank the the or Frankie or whatever the, yeah, um, the Frankenstein the Gorgon, one. Frankenstein one. And he hits go on the radio. You hear a voice on there that is like a, it's a it's a Simpsons like background background character yeah. voice. So am I nuts? I mean, what's going on here? Give me a call one eight hundred. Talk to me. Um, which is is really cool. I think the funniest. The one, the one of the Gorg- the Gorgon that acts like Tazzy Devil, that like spins yes, around and the, stuff. Yeah, the like manic one. He looks straight up like he's out of Bloodborne or something. Oh yeah, his design was cool. <laughs> it's yeah, a really it was like cool the one. Design. Big eye and stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like there's still um, there's there's moments. Uh, again, we've we've got the the weird exposition and the stuff with the you know like other girls and and the kind of um, Disney Channel original slash Goosebumps yep. uh, to episode stuff that, that doesn't sit too well, that hasn't aged too well. But there's there's still little little bits of like social commentary or, or that again, that sardonic kind of humor, like where he um uh where he rings up the the help center, the call center. Yeah. And the woman talking sounds like a basically sounds like a machine. Yeah. And he ends up being like, you know what? Transfer just transfer, transfer me to a machine. machine. Put me onto a machine. Thought that was great. I thought um, that was a that's a fun scene because then that is a really good way of getting he's like screaming about their mouth they're defective yeah, and they yeah. did all this shit yeah. and that's that recording gets, gets back sense. to those yes. guys yeah, and yeah. that's a nice that's a good way of bringing them back into the story and it's a nice way of um when they're given their deadline at the beginning it's like 3 months mm-hmm. and they're like but we need 6 months to do all the t- testing and mm-hmm. all of this stuff and it's like oh no scrap all of that so you're like okay that's a nice just little yep they didn't get to product test these, and that's why they've just been like rushed to market, out, and that's yeah. why they're defective because exactly. nobody basically turned them on until yes. they shipped. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's enough of just a little, just a tiny little quick exposition of like, bloop, that's out of the way. Yeah, suspend your disbelief. Let's have fun. Yeah, Let's exactly. Watch toys go crazy and try and kill humans. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that that that's a really nice scene followed like immediately by the um Nick Nitro in the garbage disposal bit. Yeah. Which is so cool. It's very I think it echoes the 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 gremlin the kitchen scene in Gremlins. Yeah, like in a microwave exploding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chucking them in the or pushing them into the um the mixing. And that's uh, when you thing. sort of get the first feel of like, oh, these things are actually dangerous because he comes at him with like a Dremel tool yeah, and cuts his yeah, hand. Yeah, and yeah actually like, cuts his oh, hand. Shit, they're not playing around. Totally. Yeah, and then once that starts happening, they 
it's just that it's just all fun from there. Yeah, just, I feel like that's where the movie kind of just like fun action scene after action scene of yeah. like Home Alone antics of like windows and doors and things getting broken yeah. and things set on fire. Amazing one-liners or amazing like uh, uh, bits of dialogue from from um, Chip Hazard. My my favorite um, bit is the uh, where they go into the the neighbor's um, garage. Yeah. If it launches, lacerates, or detonates, I want it mobile and I want it lethal. This fucking tough, yeah, dude. Lethal is lethal. great. Lethal. Yep, so like, cool. Yep, no, nah, got to make it rhyme. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's all good. I love that the 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 commando elite um all act as if they're in in a war. It's like it's yeah. like the Buzz Lightyear thing. Yes, taken to the nth degree. Yeah, but they don't get phased when they realize that they're toys. No, no, they're like not. Nah, because they've got military chips in them. Exactly. It yeah, it's so cool. Like, the, yeah, the fact that they straight away know that the toy, the guns that they're holding are toys that are just bits of plastic that yeah. aren't actual weapons. Yeah, yeah. Let me see that weapon. Standard issue is insufficient. God, what's the tagline for the, the toy? Uh, the Anything else is just a toy. Everything else. Everything just, else is just, just a, a toy. toy. Yeah, tough. And then we get into this really weird scene that's very, very like Sid bedroom vibes where they go, let's use this chip from the de- de- the deceased toy that we have in a body bag. Bring me the head of Nick Nitro. Rip the skin off. Yeah. It's funny because like it'll, it feels like the look of the, the feel of the animatronics is like of a, more of like a hard plastic. And then when they rip that skin off, it's like, it's like, it's like, like a, a silicone mask, yeah. rubber mask thing. Um, and then they decide, like, we're going to hook up this and turn all of these Barbies yeah. into soldiers as well. Yeah, don't yeah. worry that they don't have, like, any real animatronics in their limbs to make them walk. No, no. Just magic. It's 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 just wonderful. And they are hideous. So good. Also, again. the fact that they didn't need to mutilate them. Well, again... Like, the, their faces the... are, like, got that silicony look as well. That yeah, yeah. All loose and they're, like, tied up at the back. Yeah, So yeah. that they're not hanging off. It's so disgusting. Oh my and God, there's the one it's... that's, like, just a pair of eyeballs on yeah. a stalk. And, um... And she says, like... Did I overpluck my eyebrows? <laughs> I love the... Again, the art department must have just had a field day making all this stuff, all these contraptions and stuff, especially that kind of Frankenstein and the, the Gwendy dolls. Yeah, the fact bit. that it... The machine that they have, it raises them all up into, into a, a muffin tin. Yes, the, <laughs> so the cake all, all six of their heads yeah. are in a, in a little muffin yeah, tin. Yeah, so cool. One of them approaches um, Chip Hazard and she's like, Can Father Gwendy reporting for duty? It's like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, pretty much every line that the Barbies have are just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole sequence. They're, is they're just... basically like Malibu Stacy lines. Yes, absolutely. Let's do something fun. We'll all get facials. Um, oh, and there's that amazing bit where um, after uh, after uh, Chad on the bike um, drops Kirsten Dunst home, yep. and she goes up, uh, she ch- chucks her, k- her jacket on on her little brother in the cupboard, and then um, that's so funny, yeah. goes up and that's gets, like a like, classic gag. I feel like I've seen it in other movies. The oh, they're in the cupboard, but I just yeah didn't yeah. Look as it's I a threw good my, it's a good gag. It's I, can't, a good one. I can't recall any other movie off the top of my head, but it's a good gag. Um, when she goes upstairs and gets you know attacked by these things and is like down and like uh, is getting tied up and stuff chip comes over to her and is like are you scared we're all scared you'd have to be crazy sometimes scared <laughs> it's haunting yeah, that, that line it's almost doesn't so make sense good. it's like, so good you're not really scared you're just saying 
crazy shit yeah. to scare us. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Yeah, again, like when, yeah, when the Gwendy dolls are all crawling all over her. Yeah. That's re- like, that's like the most sort of complex CG yeah. scenes in the movie. And yeah. It, it just looks really good still. I think still. it holds up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, like you said, the fact that, and the fact that, uh, most of them um, aren't wearing uh, like uh, outfits or anything, yeah. so it is just that plastic rubber look. Mm. Um, doesn't matter that it's that it's looks yeah, kind of smooth good. and stuff. And it's a, also like it's in like a dark room. Like there's only like mood lighting to make it look creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they like yeah, it all it all comes together really well and looks nice. Definitely. And then we get the the wonderful um, the that that, that sequence is where. Alan puts the the box, the decoy box out yep. to um distract the the commando elite. Um and when they like manage to just, you know, just get out of the house, they they dodge the flaming CDs, they climb out the window. There's that weird line where he's like, You've done this before, and she's like, um, <laughs> and, and there's just proving time and time again that she's she is not girl. like other girls, dude. Um she sneaks out of her house to go see boys. Oh my god. Like um, no other girl ever has. Not not like any 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 go- any goyles. Uh, and then we get the the wonderful uh, and and I remember this 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 actually might be one of the first memories I have of being like thrilled in a cinema, <laughs> like actually feeling like the blood like start pumping when um, they turn back and there's like and the the explode out of the garage. The garage explodes. They come out with like, on these like vehicles, like you said, Meccano vehicles with chainsaws, yeah. nail guns, and and um, war. What is it good for? Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Edwin Star is just slapping the fuck out of your eardrums. It's so cool. Yeah, you can tell that it's a movie from the '90s and not something that's just trying to like ape the feel because there's so little of that like music current music that they're like oh let's slap this in yeah where something like a stranger things is like oh made now set in the 80s let's put all these 80s things in there yeah, to be like yeah. remember this yeah 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 maybe um and then oh the yeah they're coming out on the vehicles and just like whoo, huge flamethrower yeah oh it's so Man, that's tough, when it gets dude. real it's so tough and they're literally like shooting trees down shooting yeah, telephone it escalates poles down so quickly <laughs> it's just going from like oh there's these little things chasing us while yeah, we're on yeah. our moped to, yep, they shot down a tree. The whole tree is on fire and it falls down Absolutely. in front of them. It's I awesome. I think it's similar to Gremlins in that way where, like, uh, up until it gets, uh, up until it reaches, like, nighttime yeah. on, like, the night that yes. this shit's going to go down, it's it's kind of slow. It's it's exposition. It's it's um, character building. I think Gremlins does a, a much better job of it. Yep. But um, once, once it reaches nighttime, and that that first like inciting incident kind of happens. It's like it's on, motherfucker. Damn, it just man, opens it's up. It's sick. And then yeah, I really like them raising the stakes from. It 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 finally gets like good and exciting, and you're like, this is insane yeah. and utter ridiculousness. Where can they go from there? For with these weird makeshift vehicles and weapons. Yeah, they destroy them. Chip Hazard is the only survivor, mm-hmm. and then he just commandeers the entire truck that's getting recalled. Yeah, he stumbles upon the the toy shop, and what he, he literally it says, seems it's funny a, that it's a small world after all. Yeah, it, exactly. Because you're like, this is what like the, the warehouse for Globotech is, or the big toy world um, shop is like one street over from their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then just. Yeah, just another throwaway just funny it. line. You're just like, yeah, just accept it. Yeah. In the same way that he's unboxed all of these recalled toys, not a not a single other chip hazard. 
around. No, exactly, exactly. Even though he's already had the Terminator disfiguring of his face, so yeah. we know which one is the real Chip Hazard because mm-hmm. he's got that like exposed eyeball. Yeah. So they could have had other Chip Hazards running around, but it yeah. was like, no, he is the leader. He is Chip Hazard. We can have dozens of all of the other ones. Yeah. In big hordes, but he's the one and only. I, I love that. And it's it's because that preceding sequence is so just balls to the wall fun. Um you don't care. You you suspend yeah. your disbelief because they've proven like just how much fun this this it's this just movie so can be. wacky and stupid. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, and then yeah, you're sold. And, and they you're basically the they ride. basically like they give you this visual and, and like auditory crack, and then you're like, oh man, that was great. And they show you this warehouse full of dolls, and you're like, and they're like, oh my oh, god, what if we uh, gave you more? And you're like, yeah, sure, man, I don't even care. I don't care if that checks out uh, story wise. Just, give, just give like it to me. hundreds, hundreds of them exactly. now running along the, yeah. wall, the lawn, so we can run over them with ride on mowers. Yep. And again, we get we get we get Joe the truck driver doing his thing, coming back in. Yeah, being being shitty at the at the establishment, but but rolling with it because he's old and fuck what he what's he gonna do? <laughs> I, I love that that character, and then gets back to the house and they just it just keeps going like just keeps moving. Yep. Like you don't Flaming get Flaming tennis balls. Exactly. You don't get or you you get like maybe 5 minutes of like the parents being clued in. Yeah, because um, the um that at that point the creators of the toys rock up at the house. Exactly. Yeah. So now we've got the six adult yep. parent characters. Yeah. They're yeah, all yeah. really good and fun. Everyone's come together. Um and their personalities like play off of each other really well. Really well. And yeah. it's it's really entertaining. Mhm. Um the uh, the speakers blasting "If You Want to Be My Lover" yep. is again a very like '90s thing. But I think like that song. I, I, I guess you kind of roll the dice when you put a song that is of uh, of the time yeah. in your movie because sometimes sometimes it, it is just it is just of that time. Nobody remembers that exactly. Song. But but if you want to be my lover, I think at least for the time being, in in you know. 2020 um, is still a song that you can put that on, and pretty much anybody uh, who was you know alive, say from the 80s onwards, will know. Yeah. Um, millennials and and kids you know born in the 2010s will will have some understanding of this song and why that joke is funny. Um, I think even without actually knowing what the song is, just the juxtaposition between yeah the violence and the military to that song yeah yeah is yeah. And the the mum being like psychological warfare, and then the yeah. neighbour being like, "I love this song." Because she's still like she's high still from high. all the drugs. That There's they such shot. a throwaway line. Like when the when the kids pull up um, to the parents arguing on the front porch of of Alan's house, um, you hear it's again it's like ADR. It's off in the yeah. like the the back left of the of the speakers or whatever. You hear Phil Hartman being like, "My wife is still tripping." Like <laughs> it's still there. It's so funny. I I know I I thought I was, I thought this is what we were seeing um uh earlier, but then it comes back and you oh yeah that was that the the bit of foreshadowing uh, earlier in the flick where they're looking out the window and they're talking about windows and he's like oh I can't see Gorgon in this window yeah. but maybe I can see it out this window he's like what do you see out this window oh just you know pole transformers yeah you know and then later on he's like Alan window and he's like no no not now no look at the window and you see the transformer again it's like oh that's was that was foreshadowing that is it is a nice bit of foreshadowing because then there's also sort of the same there's not quite that moment but when he's saying like oh what's past that what's past that is yeah starting the the 
the thread that I think is sort of introduced too late and doesn't really pay off, which is the let's go find Gorgon yes. afterwards. Yeah. And they have the scene where they're looking at another window and they're talking about the wind and he thinks that the commandos are in the trees and he's like, no, that's just the wind shaking the trees. That's right, yeah. And he's just like, oh, it doesn't understand wind because he can't feel it. And the kid is so dumb that he's like, see? And he puts his hand out. And he doesn't understand. And yeah. then he does it again. He goes, see? And puts his hand out again. And yeah. it's like, kid, you've got the biggest freaking fringe in the world blowing <laughs> in the wind. Couldn't you use that as an example? Again, it's the... Um, it's but you. they say that line... Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. They say that, that in that one scene. And then in the end when the Gorgons decide to leave right. and go totally... to find off... To go out off and find Gorgon. Yeah. He says to him... Because Alan's like, you sure you want to do this, Archer? And he's like, oh... Uh, even, even if you can't see something... It doesn't mean it isn't there. Is there some sort of weird, like, the moral message is, like, about having faith in something? Uh, and yeah, it doesn't really land. The emotional, that doesn't really land, and there's it's sort of you get the the feel that it's supposed to be this, like, oh, the kid's really sad that his toy's going away. Yeah. Um, and he's like, but there isn't really that, like, relationship built between them that is, like, not this quite, really emotional not thing. Not quite, no. So it it's doesn't... supposed to be, like, a Terminator, like an Arnie going yeah, into the lava, yeah, yeah. and it's, like... That that's emotionally sad. hits. Yeah, yeah. But that that's Terminator 2. And this is just like, eh. Yeah. It was sort of like a, just an afterthought of like, how do Again, we end the movie? Again, another element that feels very uh, Disney original yeah. movie. Um, yeah, which... almost that it would have been better to play it off like more heavily satirical and like a mm. joke and not actually this like heartfelt moment. Exactly, and yeah. Then, because the movie is an absolute riot. Once yep. it gets into the the shenanigans, yeah. and it's so enjoyable, like it doesn't need like some heartfelt moment yeah. to to well, like see, sell sell it. I feel as though um, Gremlins and uh, Gremlins Two, uh, young adult, but but like adult, I think focused. Yeah, horror, horror Gremlins movies. is like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, sort of thing, yeah, and they're, it is a they're horror, horror movie. movies that are that you can watch as a kid and get a kick out of. Yeah, people sort that's, of don't that's... remember at the time because horror movies don't age particularly well. They seem tamer now yeah, based yeah. on the sort of gore we see in new movies. Yeah. But Gremlins was like straight up a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kids... And like, they copped, they copped um, flack for that. Yeah, because like, oh, it's horrible. You're making this horrible, horrible to, movie for children. Yeah. Um, but kids love that shit. Like, 100%. Kids are that, I mean, I feel... And the I original feel like Robocop that's... is the example of like it was so violent, every kid wanted to see it. Yeah. And like it went crazy bootleg yep. copy videotape because kids couldn't see it in the cinemas because yeah. it was like yeah. a hard R or whatever it is. I feel like that's echoed or that's that's um, nodded at with that that line at the start, the... Exactly. So don't call it violence. Call it action. Kids love action. It sells. Yeah, kids call it action. action. Kids love it. Yeah, um, exactly. That is 100% the satire coming through. I, f- I feel like there are, there's stuff that where the... If it had just been left as a satire... Would have been would have been great, and I think it would have endured a lot more. It's the it's the attempts at emotional resonance yep. that that make it fall flat. Um, it's the it's the Disney original movie stuff. It's the it's yep. the, it's the attempt to make it a kid friendly yeah, thing instead it just of just making like it's made for TV. It's because it, it, it um it undermines kids' intelligence. Kids aren't fucking stupid, mm. you know. Um, or Maybe they are, but they're easily entertained, <laughs> and and they'll appreciate you not pulling any punches because they'll they'll stick they'll rewatch that movie, and as they get older, exactly. you go back and you rewatch Gremlins, and you appreciate the fact that it didn't talk down to you. You know, there's that uh, great um, is it is it Ride of the Valkyries that plays the uh, when he comes in on the the, the helicopter, <laughs> yeah, oh, the helicopter, beautiful, it's so awesome, firing missiles. What's he say? 
Exactly. Yeah, like that. Kill a line. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a couple of Wilhelm screams in this movie. Yeah, weird Wilhelm screams that are like mixed in with he starts screaming and, and then, then the you second get a half of the scream yeah, is a it Wilhelm. Is weird. What do you what do you think of the Wilhelm scream? Does that take you out of movies? You do, I, most I, I, of the I don't, time, I, don't I think, really like the Wilhelm scream. I'm used. Not a big fan. But in something silly like Small Soldiers, it wouldn't bother me too yeah, much. Yeah, sure. Yeah. More like uh, if it's in something like Lord of the Rings, you're like, what the fuck's that? Yeah. But I think in yeah. Lord of the Rings, they don't exactly use a Wilhelm scream. They mm. use another one that's like not the most famous. Gotcha. One, but yeah, mm. it can, it can. Um, I feel like it, it bears mentioning, or it's, uh, it's. It, I'd, I'd like to point out that this, uh, that the uh, cat plays a, the house cat plays a very prominent oh role God. in this movie. I was gonna say I've almost forgot to mention when we we're talking about the good CG, the cat. Well, one, the cat is just adorable when he's licking Archer's face. Yeah, it's so amazing. Yeah, that's dude. just like oh, putty cat. Yeah. Um, but then when the little itty bitty one is l- bouncing up and down on the couch, he's looking at and it. the cat's looking at yeah. it, and the kid's looking at it, and yeah. it's like, man, the eyeline of this cat and mm-hmm. this kid is lining up really well. That's a good cat. Man. It's a very good cat. Very good cat. And then when they're all they were all hiding and they appear on like the the dining room table, and mm-hmm. the cat's just. With him. Yeah. Because the cat just loves him. Yeah. And the cat's like, oh, you guys are going to go hide here? I'll yeah, hide yeah, with yeah. you. And the cat's watching the, the little eyeball, or no, the little bouncy boy, like swimming in the fish tank. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah. fish tank. That's yeah. so cute. Obviously, get the big the big climax with um, uh, Archer and, and uh, Chip Hazard fighting on top of the. Yeah, when he thing. finally decides that he needs to fight. And yeah. You're like, Man, this is so badass. Yeah. And the Gorgonites come and kick ass. That is that is fun. Yeah. Well, we've I talked about how the. The, like the send off of them doesn't really hit too well. Yeah. What is a great scene is when Mr. Globotech shows up in his helicopter. <gasps> yes. And he's just got them a. Um, his assistant. Did you catch her name? Miss Kegels? Miss Kegels. Kegels? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was. I heard that. I was like, hello. Hmm. Yep. What? All the parents in the audiences. Yeah. In, the, in, in audiences back then for must them. have. Um, must have clenched, man. Yeah, man. What's your Kegel? <laughs> like, you'll learn when you're older. Um, yeah, she's got the machine that's just printing, printing out checks, checks. <laughs> and that's every great. single character is like, "Hey, now you can't, you can't be doing, you can't be coming in here in a small town folk and that." Hey, you know what? I think you can. Yeah, no, no yeah. that'll do. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll- is again a really funny th- like commentary on the fact that like these dudes can show up, ruin a, or you know, do some real fucking damage and walk away scot free. Because yeah, and I think that's the part of the like that would have been a good end to it because that is the sec- satirical part. I think that's yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, oh, you have to sign this NDA to yeah, show that we yeah. weren't at fault. It's just hand over the check. And yeah, they're like, exactly. Ah, and they're cool. like, yeah, fuck it. Even, um, what's his name? The truck driver. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has a thing of like, like he's his like, whole thing the whole time is like, he's like, oh, my emotional distress from this. I don't know if yeah, I can move yeah, my truck. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. here's this check. And he's yeah. like, all right. Yeah, well, that's all he wants. He's an old exactly. dude. He's like, this ain't, this ain't but my to the battle. point where he's like, "Hey, how's about you move our Globotech truck yeah. out of the way before the news gets here?" But then he just splashes his cash, yeah. gives out the checks, just hops in his helicopter and flies leaves. away, After- leaves all of the toys destroyed yeah. on the ground yeah, still yeah, for yeah, people yeah. to find, and yeah. Alan is left to pick them all up yeah. at the end. And um, and also uh, upon leaving, makes a, a joke about um, like charging even more for the dolls, selling them to yeah, the he's army. Just like, what were we charging for these things? Seventy-nine ninety-five. Tell you what, add a few zeros to the end of that number. Get in touch with our military division. I know some rebels in South America are going to find these toys very entertaining. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's so great. The, the big action sequences towards the end is, is great. It's endlessly entertaining. Um, 
and uh, and then we get that great bit of satire. And then, like you said, we get this kind of emotional payoff that doesn't really pay off, yeah. um, which is kind of kind of strange. And yeah, I think overall, as a flick, it it is still really entertaining. I would still recommend it to people. Yeah, I think still it's still, it's it's worth still a watching. lot of fun. I don't think it's just nostalgia. No, I think um, very younger audiences might have a little bit of difficulty getting into it, but even things like Stranger Things is so popular right now yeah. with that culture that I think kids are understand enough that they're like, oh, this is this is supposed to be from ages ago. They don't have phones. Yeah. They don't have the internet. Yeah. And then they, I think, once they understand that, they yeah. just sort of like roll with the rest of the movie. Exactly. I think like, yeah, that, that sort of stuff. And like the, um, the exposition-y stuff, the very nineties, like look and, and the whole, like, you know, like other girls kind of trope and stuff. Um, will seem, will, will readers tired and, and weird and out of place by yeah. today's standards. But you can't get shitty at a movie for not being woke before woke was a thing. No, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't ruin the whole thing. It's no, not a standout no. like. No, oh, I think man, I want to love this movie, and, and this, I'm so f- I have so much fond memories for it. But going back, I just like it no, just doesn't no. work anymore. It's, 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 so it's a bad. cornball uh, romance subplot that was that feels very. It feels shoehorned in due to rewrites. Yeah, and at worst, we just look at it and go, "Oh man, it would have been like." It would have been more entertaining if they could have done something more with this yeah. or done something different that was like newer and not just this yeah just like overtread overused yeah kind yeah. of trope um for all the stuff that it does uh or for for those few things it doesn't do so well it does so much really well yeah and so much that does hold up and that is still thoroughly entertaining i would I would absolutely recommend this flick. Uh, in terms of like that, we talked earlier about the CG versus animatronics. I, I do really wish that they'd stuck to more animatronics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that would have been nice to see. Not just because it would have held up nicer. I think it would have been um, a, a cool thing to look back on because, again, none of the, like uh, uh, we we're talking about this kind of off mic, but none of this stuff that we're going to be looking at exists in a vacuum. Like mm. Gremlins came out and they were kind of um, inventing the tech uh, with with those puppets and stuff as they went. Um, Gremlins two saw them really nail that and and have even more Gremlins. And yeah, even more the fun amount of Gremlins to, on scene is like ridiculous. Yeah, and, and really just get to, to have one. amazing fun with it. And this would have been a really cool kind of I don't know, uh, not end to a, a, a trilogy, but but a spiritual successor to that if they just nailed the the um the animatronics and stuff. Yeah, and really exactly. It doesn't really double down on that. Yeah, it doesn't um push that needle forward any more no. than what Gremlins 2 did. Uh, it doesn't, like, innovate no. um, any new technologies on it. If anything, like, uh, in terms of puppetry, it's very underused compared to the puppets in Gremlins. Just this this subgenre of, of horror flicks that I think Gremlins popularised in in and even if you're going, like, real horror, like Chucky... Yeah, I mean, well, that. I mean, uh, that's something I um, totally forgot to mention, but the opening uh, sequence where they're being built... Is it like as soon as I saw that I was like, oh fuck, that's like Child's Play two. Mm. And sure enough, um, looking up uh, stuff for this, or actually recently watching um a, a doco about eighties horror films um called In Search of, In Search of Darkness, um wonderful movie, totally worth a watch. Um, uh, they talk about um Gremlins and Don Mancini, the writer for uh, and, and director I think um of Child's Play, says like that um Gremlins was a huge influence on him, so. It's cool seeing that kind of cyclical nature yeah. of creativity and stuff. Um, but uh, 
yeah, Gremlins kicking off that that um, craze or it wasn't really a craze, but you got a lot of Gremlins knockoffs in the little horror kind of yeah. Uh, subgenre, you'd get critters and and grabbed by the ghoulies and stuff like that. Um, uh, I guess Tremors is more like you you like weird monster kind of thing, but sort of in terms yeah, of like little, little horrors, little like bit. dolls, puppet master, that kind of thing. Um, I, I really like that as a as a uh, a subgenre as a as a trope, like little little things. Yeah, coming to life or or coming around, and it's and almost the exact opposite of the havoc. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the Thirteenth. The really tall Michael Myers, yeah, this yeah. like eight foot tall, yeah, tank of a person. Even Terminator was like a slasher movie, yeah, slasher flick, yeah, uh, villain. Yeah, it's just the exact opposite of just this like big, this one big dude thing. It's always following you. It's just now there are these little things and yeah. they crawl all over you. Yeah, and exactly. Like but, and through a thousand cuts, exactly, and like, exactly, and the the it fact that they're this cringe. they're this thing that's otherwise quite innocuous, like you know, toys and stuff, um, is really cool. And I, I, are there any of these films, to your knowledge, that exist like in recent years? Are there any recent? I movies can't think that of anything besides they just like they just did a reboot of Child's Play like last year. Yeah, but besides I that, watched I that yet. I must watch that. Can't think of anything. Um, there's one that I think attempted and and cool, uh, like reasonably successfully. Um, but not quite in the in the didn't quite hit in the way that Gremlins and Gremlins Two does, um, and even Small Soldiers does uh, when it when it really hits well. Um, Krampus, you seen Krampus? I haven't. Same dude who directed uh, Trick or Treat, mm. like Trick R Treat. Yes, um, I have heard of both of those. Really cool. Trick or Treat is excellent. Really cool horror anthology flick, and Krampus I think is is a really cool like horror Christmas movie in a similar spirit to Gremlins, but. I, I, I don't know. Didn't didn't quite fell just shy of of the heights that, that Gremlins yeah. reaches. I reckon. Anyway, that's that's uh, about all I've got, Michael. You? No, I think that's about it for another episode. Yeah, beauty. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, the biggest thing you can do at this point is just share the podcast um, on on whatever platform you so choose. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rating and reviewing is also incredibly helpful. Um, we'd love to know what you thought of this week's episode. You can tweet us at Rose Tint Review. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Same yeah, handle. Ro- Rose Tinted Review on Rose, Instagram. Rose Tinted Review on Instagram. Yeah, Rose I'd love to know review. like what what's your favorite character design for, of all the of all the toys in this film. Yeah. Well, hey, what is your favorite character design? We didn't really talk oh, about. Favorites. I think I'm a I'm a boring like vanilla person of like yeah. Chip Hazard and Archer are like the two best yeah. designs, and that's why they're the main characters. Yeah, because yeah. they're the best designs. Yeah, Chip is definitely but the best. I love hearing that sort of stuff because I generally do just go with like the oh I like I like the main character, mm. and but you hear all these other people being like oh no my favorite was totally this and that. Yeah, stuff. I think Chip Chip is the is the best because he has he has the most character. Yeah, but Nick Nitro is actually is also a, a, a solid um, solid runner up I think in my books. Um, also. What's your favourite one-liner? There's so many good one-liners. Oh, yes. And they're like, they're parody one-liners of other one-liners. Yeah. And that's what's great. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, absolutely keen to hear from listeners and hope you had a wonderful time listening. Uh, next week we'll be hitting up... Silence of the Lambs. Beautiful. We thought we'd give it a hard steer left to... We're going hard horror for this Yeah, week. and I think we're going hard horror and we're going into more of a, a teenage, yeah. uh, young adult kind of nostalgia than a, um, a very early early life nostalgia. So so if you haven't seen that before, I can't imagine anybody listening to this would have not seen it. 
But if you haven't watched it before or you haven't watched it in a while, maybe watch it. You can tune in next week and uh, listen along as a kind of like a book club, so to speak, sort of thing. And see if our hindsight is indeed 2020 or are we just wearing rose tinted glasses? Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening.